Breaking it down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here uh, with the author and the subject of a documentary and the, uh, of course, show host, radio show and podcast host. And uh, just uh, what a wonderful, uh, wonderful career this woman has had. And uh, again, uh, it's about faith. It's about faith. And uh, for those of you just joining us for the first time, uh, binge listen to everything that we've been doing or cherry pick uh, different things. But once a month, you could see the lovely Kathy Ransom on uh, on in real time, well, not real time. It's uh, it's recorded, but uh, you could see uh, her from a Zoom, uh, and me. Unfortunately, you have to see me as well. But Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Kathy Ransom. Welcome to Ransom Notes Short. This is our new new version of Ransom Notes, and I think you're going to like it. It's a uh, quick quick uh, thoughts and quick Ransom Notes. Kathy, how are you? I'm fine. And in our new version, I'm going to encourage you to smile right now. So right now, before you do anything else, you and the audience, just take a moment and think of something that makes you smile. And I'm smiling here at this side because I'm thinking, this is so great to have people who care enough to listen and perhaps have a little fun, but also to learn something about the Lord. So Frank, have you got a smile on your face? Yeah, absolutely. And why do you think that many people today are suggesting that we encourage people to smile? Why do you think that's true? Well, I think I, I think it's been proven and scientifically proven. And, you know, I know that's a scary term for a lot of people, but scientifically proven that if you smile, people who smile live better lives. They uh, they make more friends. Um, they're healthier. They're more positive and uplifting. You know, it's very hard to be angry when you're smiling. And even if you force yourself to smile, and, and I don't think we have to. I think we could think of things that, um, that, are, um, uh, that are there that, uh, that have happened. I think we've all had happy moments in our lives, and we could think of that. But I think more than, more than ever now with, uh, with everything that's gone on with COVID and you know, war and everything else, yeah, I mean, why not smile and, and think of a, a happier time or think of happier moments? But I think they're telling us to do that and encourage us uh, to do that to uh, to spread. And uh, like a pandemic, you know, a, a good pandemic, a, um, a, a smile spreads. It's contagious. Well, uh, and, and the, the, the research is sort of suggesting that it is not only just a smile, although that's sort of the outward manifestation and is the part that really perhaps is uh, the easiest to do. But they are also suggesting that hugging or doing a, a touch or, uh, or in an appropriate manner, the three of those kinds of actions also probably relate to each other. They sort of follow each other, support each other. If I'm happy, I'm more likely to give you a hug. If you're in-laws come and you hate them, it's awfully difficult for you to go up and give them a hug. You have to make yourself, and maybe there's value in doing it. I'm not a scientist, but they tell me that one of the values of the smile is that 
and, and I'll pronounce a word, and if I do it incorrectly, the scientists can cor correct me. Dopamine, uh, it relates to feelings, that, uh, that it replaces the uh, endorphins, and, and that's part of what makes you unhappy, that as you smile, you exclude, you, uh, you produce some dopamine, making happy feelings. Then there's a second piece as you smile, and I know now I'm getting ray over my scientific head, that the, the word that we hear often, serotonin, and that it releases and reduces stress. So as I smile, if I've had a really tough conference with somebody, or if I've had a unpleasant uh, reaction or, co or conversation or interaction with one of the kids or with a relative or with a, a colleague, smiling helps you relax, I guess, and you, you lose a little of that tension. And, and I just, I hadn't even thought about it till just this moment as I'm visiting here with you. When I get a little tense because of some relatively minor conflict I may have had with ideas with, with somebody that's a sort of a friend or a close person, I find myself whistling. And you know, that is sort of semi like a smile. And I had never thought of it till this minute, but immediately, I release that tension that I had, and I sort of forget about the things I would have liked to have snapped back and tried not to say, and the whistling does the same for me. I've got to, I've got to think a bit more about that because I, I really hadn't. But we, we, we need to turn from grumpy to cheery, and I wrote a piece not long ago in Ransom Mills. Actually, I published it two weeks ago. And if people would like to have copies of my weekly Ransom Notes that I write, it doesn't cost anything. If they just email me, K-A-Ransom, R-A-N-S-O-M, at AOL.com, and say that they would like to have, receive the weekly copy of Ransom Notes, I'll send it to them. I send it out usually Sunday evening. Anyway, I wrote one on smiling, and it was produced, uh, went out a week ago Sunday, a week, week ago yesterday. I don't get lots of feedback online or rarely in person, and that's okay. You write, and people read or don't read. But I had three phone calls within uh, 48 hours from three people who read the piece that I did on smiling, the value of smiling. And they had were having a bad day. They read it. One of them actually went to a mirror and watched herself smile. And two others, and they said it changed their day. So I think, Frank, there must be some truth in this, that the benefit of laughing is it's also part of this. It helps break down tension. If you're you sort of hinted at it. If you're in a, 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 a tense meeting and you can sort of tell a joke or, or a sort of a happy something that in, in amongst it just to release the tension, it's amazing how it can help. Amazing. And so my, my, obviously my research went to say, you know, I wonder what the Lord has to say about smiles. I, I know that if we smile, 
and it releases tension and I don't have that headache, that's probably cheaper than having to go to the drugstore and buy anti-headache medicine. And if that's, everybody would do this, we could probably go to the drugstore and we would find there'd be many fewer pill bottles on the shelves and there could be many more bags of chocolate goodies for us to buy. And that would be good thought until you thought of, you know, maybe you shouldn't have so much candy. But it, it, the, some of the byproducts, if we could release tension, think about what, what kind of scenarios might not be in people's lives if we could learn to smile instead of spout off. What pops into your head? Well, there's a, there's a couple things. First of all, I've, I was a big reader of self-help. I still am. And, you know, there's a uh, Norman Cousins. Maybe you know that name, Norman Cousins. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, from the, uh, you know, I think the 1950s, he had uh, contracted cancer. Is that the right word? He had, he had uh, been found diagnosed with cancer. And they basically told him, look, you have you have three months to live, you know, uh, do everything, make, you know, make your peace and 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 everything else. And he said, you know, basically to himself that uh, I'm not going to accept that. I don't accept that. I'm going to live. And what he thought was the was the answer was to laugh every day. So he went out and got a projector. There's no videotapes back then or uh, DVDs. But he got a projector and he got every Three Stooges movie, every Abbott and Costello, everything that you could find. And he forced himself to laugh every day, forced himself. By the way, you know, he just died. I, I don't know that he made it into the new millennium, but he uh, he he may have died late 90s. I don't know. I got to check Norman Cousins. And he wrote this book, this wonderful book. The other thing is uh, on the same same note. Um, and Napoleon Hill is a, a you know big uh, success philosopher. Think and Grow Rich, and uh, and uh, the uh, you know different you know uh, thoughts on on positive thinking. Not like Norman Vincent Peale, uh, similar uh, but uh, but different. But he said one thing that that made sense to me, and I always uh, always think about it: that a negative thought and a positive thought cannot share the same space. You only have room for one emotion. In your in your mind, so you can't be angry and happy. You could be you could be happy and joyful, or uh, happy and uh, spiritual. You could be happy and uh, and silly. You can be all these things, but you can't be opposites. In other words, if you're if you're forcing your mind. And you're doing it, what you're talking about here, Kathy, is with a smile, right? You're putting a, a smile on your face. It's very hard to imagine somebody being negative when they're smiling. I guess if they're grimacing, who knows? But it, what you're talking about is a real live thing. And think about it. If you're angry, get it out of your mind by, by putting a joyful thought. Think of the Lord. Think of think of what uh, what he's done and what uh, what's available for you out there. Uh, in uh, in there, think of something doing something nice for someone, or somebody doing nice something nice for you. It's very hard to be angry or sad when you're thinking about those things. But it's kind of the same concept, right? Yes, absolutely. I was just thinking too, as you were chatting there, I'm thinking of the uh, whistle a happy tune. Wasn't that what the, uh, the the seven dwarfs did? They were whistling a little happy tune. We talked about Grumpy earlier. Uh, in one of our conversations sometime that uh, we wanted him to put a smile on his face. Uh, and uh, But 
but I but I I think that is true, uh, and, and I I think that we need to just read Solomon in Proverbs. There were three that pop into my researchy head that I think address this to sort of support it not only from just everyday human observation on our part. But I think the Lord is also suggesting, and I know he gave us tears, and I know the devil can make put angry thoughts in us, but I really think the Lord has given us a way to get out, and that's the prescription that doesn't cost anything, doesn't need health insurance. You know, we have, well, I'm not suggesting not having health insurance. I don't want someone to believe that. I don't want that thought to come across. But we wouldn't need to use it at this particular moment. And I, I read one that's called in the Proverbs 1530, in case somebody would like to look at it, 1530. A cheerful look brings joy to the heart. Good news makes for good health. Simple as that. Just a cheerful look, which is a smile uh, or my whistling or uh, maybe a hug in a sense that shows somebody else that I'm in a cheerful mood, probably. Proverbs 17:22, two chapters later, and I like this one. A joyful heart, which would include a smile, a joyful heart is good medicine, but depression drains one's strength. Now, just think if you had a friend who was really depressed, what would be the simplest prescription that you as a non-medical person could do to help overcome that depression. And that is to find ways to help that individual try to begin to be able to smile and laugh and hug and whistle a happy tune at least a portion of their day to begin to change that chemical balance that we talked about in their body and begin to reduce some of their depression, which can be so hurtful if somebody is really depressed. They, they can't take care of their family. They can't work. They find it difficult. People don't like to be around them. And that's, you know, and then one thing encourages another. And so somebody, does, they don't have friends, so then they're more depressed. And then they, because they don't, they're depressed, they can't work as well. And so then they suddenly don't have money. And, that, you, you know, but it's right down the old hill. The third proverb is back in the 15th chapter, 13th to the 15th verse. A glad heart makes a happy face. A broken heart crushes the spirit. And then I like the second part, and it sort of ties in with the smiley part. A wise person is hungry for knowledge, while the fool feeds on trash. For the despondent, every day brings trouble. But what about the happy heart? Life is a continual feast. So, Frank, if we can do anything in our conversations to maybe bring a tiny smile on our listener for just even a moment, we've contributed more to a happy heart. Wonderful. And uh, we agree uh, on on this, we're in agreement, and I think everyone, it's hard to disagree with that. What do you do to somebody depressed? Try to bring a smile to their face. Catherine, just wonderful. 
thank you for letting us chatter today. We hope that our audience has a good week. And, and to all of you out there, we know you have a lot of choices. Put a smile on your face, and more importantly, put a smile on someone else's face. And, uh, and look, keep your faith and keep listening to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay signing off for Kathy Ransom. And we'll see you all next time on Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.